0: Hey y'all, welcome to the Marty Smith's America podcast. This is volume 46, and I have been all over creation. So we've not been able to lock down a guest for this week, and so you just get to hear me ramble for a little while. But the rambling hopefully will be a bit interesting because I've had an unbelievably interesting last seven days. On Thursday the 7th, I flew to Portland, Oregon for a one-hour interview. I flew all the way home. I basically traveled for about 26 hours. For one, but it was worth every single second. Uh, I'll briefly get into that, and then I came home and had the Duke North Carolina game last Saturday night, and then I went to on Tuesday, went to Norman Oklahoma and spent Tuesday evening and all day Wednesday previewing and covering Kyler Murray's pro day. After that, I had Zion Williamson's return to Duke's lineup in the ACC tournament. So. It's been quite a week, and I just want to share some details about that. But before I get to the week that was, I want to remind you guys how awesome Dollar Shave Club is. Dollar Shave Club has everything I need to look, feel, and smell my best. What I love the most is the fact that I never have to go anywhere. That's because one, Dollar Shave Club delivers everything I need right to my door, and two, they keep me fully stocked on what I use so I don't run out. It's so simple. Here's how it works. Dollar Shave Club has everything you need to get ready no matter what you're getting ready for. They have you covered head to toe, hair, skin, and face. You name it, they got it. And they have this new program where they automatically keep you stocked on the products you use. You determine what you want and when you want it, and it shows up right at your door, whether that's once a month or every six months. Plus, with their handsome discount, the more you buy, the more you save. So right now, they got a bunch of starter sets and you can try them for just $5, including their oral care kit. After that, the restock box ships regular size products at a regular price. So what are you waiting for? Get your starter set right now for just $5 at dollarshaveclub.com slash smith. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash smith. I'm going to have to use my Dollar Shave Club kit here uh, coming up in just a bit. It is a Friday, and I'm at my house right now, but I'm about to head downtown to Charlotte, back to the Spectrum Center, where I'll be covering Duke Carolina 3 tonight and get to see Zion Williamson play against the Tar Heels for the first time. He only made it 36 seconds in the game at Cameron before, of course, shoegate happened. Shoegate was very real. And some of you may not have heard how that unfolded in the aftermath. We talked to Zion about it after they beat Syracuse in the uh, their opening game in the ACC tournament. And they really detailed what happened. Uh, his initial reaction, he told us after the game in the locker room was his knee, of course. He looks down and he's blown completely through the shoe and he did feel discomfort in his knee and that was his first concern. They were extremely cautious in bringing him, bringing him back. He missed six games if you count the Carolina game in which he only made it 36 seconds and Duke went three and three without him. They almost went two and four without him. They beat Wake Forest at home by one point. So in the immediate aftermath of the shoe blowing out, Nike immediately sent its best people to Durham. They studied the shoe, and then they got on an airplane from Durham, and they flew to China. And they went to find out exactly what happened. They took the data from from Duke and from the shoe over to China and basically determined that the Kyrie Irving 4 was the right shoe. They made some... Extra modifications to Zion's version of the Kyrie 4 that makes it much more durable. And it was funny, uh, on Sports Center, I was talking to Keith Oberman. He asked me, he's like, oh, Marty's at the Oscars. Marty, what is Zion wearing tonight? And, uh, I had learned that, you know, he would wear, uh, that Kyrie Irving 4 instead of the Paul George model that, that blew out. And it stood to reason that he would wear the Kyrie Irving shoe because as I said on SportsCenter and it blew up the internet a lot of people uh, tweeted at me about this comment that Kyrie Irving moves like a scared cat in a room full of rocking chairs uh, he's always shifting speeds always changing directions crossing dudes up all of those types of, of movements lateral and at angles and so it stands to reason that that shoe would be manufactured in such a way that it could withstand those things after the Paul George shoe blew out pg called nike he wanted answers i mean that's his signature shoe a lot of dudes wear that shoe and i'm just not sure there are any answers other than the fact that zion had worn that shoe for quite some time that exact shoe i mean not not just the paul george model but that exact shoe that blew out i think he said it was about two and a half weeks he'd been wearing that shoe and that's just too long when you're six foot eight 285 pounds and move like a cheetah and so what he's done in the aftermath is they've strengthened his shoe, the Kyrie four, and he is switching those shoes out much more readily than he did in the past. He actually told us after the game, this blew my mind. He told us after the game, this was not the first time that he'd gone through a shoe. Back during the summer, they were scrimmaging and Nolan Smith, the Duke assistant coach noticed, man, like he's, you got a hole in your toe and he walked out there and could see that Zion was going through the shoe he was wearing in the summer and said, man, go get some new shoes. And so he's just such an anomaly as an athlete that uh, he's hard on equipment. I saw him for the first time on Thursday night against Syracuse live, and I made the analogy that I felt like he was so much like what it must have been like to watch Bo Jackson at Auburn. Travis, if you want to talk about polarizing comments in my career, I never dreamed that would be one of them, but it was. But this just felt different. And I don't know if it was because he had been out. I don't know if it was all of the build-up to his return. Of course, we've covered it ad nauseum. I had almost every Duke game while he was out. And just in case he happened to come back, he didn't until the ACC tournament. And then it took all of two minutes and seven seconds for him to dunk the hell out of the basketball and resoundingly announce, I am back. And I loved what Jim Boeheim said in the aftermath. I have done nothing but, Gush compliments about this young man over the past what twenty hours or something. I've done nothing but gush compliments about this young man's ability. Uh, it's wild, and I talked to Trey Jones, the Duke point guard, uh, Zion's classmate, after the game, and I ac- actually apologized to him because every single question he was posed in the locker room had to do with with Zion. Zion took almost every single question on the podium. And it was funny because Coach Krzyzewski was like uh, – uh one of the reporters asked, you know, how how badly did you want to get back? And Coach K cut him off and said, wait, well, him? Forget him. How bad I wanted him back? And he looked at Zion and said, why it always got to be about you? And they all shared a laugh, and Zion looked at Krzyzewski and said, I don't know, ask them, and pointed at us in the media. The reason is because he's a freak. He's an athletic freak, uh, unlike we've rarely, rarely seen.
1: And what's crazy, though, Marty, is – the, the first dunk in the game is what set it off, but if anybody followed you on Twitter, we knew he was back and that was the warm up line because the yeah. dunks that you were posting, he is one of those guys where you, a lot of people show up late to games nowadays. He's, he makes people show up early because they want to see what he's going to do in the layup line with the 360 dunks just very casually.
0: It was funny, uh, that you say, it's funny you say that because I was sitting courtside on press row. And there's actually a photo out now of D- Zion's first dunk. Another journalist, I think, posted this photo. And I'm in the background, and one guy's got his head in his hands with his eyes wide open. Another girl's mouth is agape. And I'm, like, fumbling around on my phone trying to capture this moment. And I found myself with my phone on the video mode the entire time so that I didn't miss the moment to disseminate the moment. And that leads to a whole other conversation about where we are as a society, and obviously I'm as guilty as anybody. We don't consume moments the way we used to. We want to capture all the moments, so we're watching everything through our phones. Again, there's an aside there. That's the beauty of the masters. You are immersed in the moment because you can't have your phone. You're engaged in the conversation with the folks with whom you're fellowshipping at the event and you're not peering through your phone. There's that great photo, Travis, of the season finale last year of the PGA Tour when Tiger won again at the 18th green and every single person has their phone in the air. And so the photo of me holding my phone is funny. Uh, maybe I'll put that out on the Twitter. It's out on the Twitter somewhere, but so that was one part of my week. Again, I'm, I'm, uh, really kind of rushing through today because, and this is at Travis's behest, I give him credit, uh, I have been running with my hair on fire. Before I get to Kyler Murray's pro day and what I experienced there, I was out in Portland to interview Tony Finau, the tremendous PGA golfer, finished 10th last year in the Masters in his first ever effort there. And a lot of you know about Tony because at the Par 3 contest on Wednesday, he hit a hole-in-one on eight and celebrated like crazy running down the fairway he wondered what his family was doing he turned around and started backpedaling like Tyron Matthew and blew his ankle apart
1: and then popped and it back in place
0: like a like a boss reached down there and fired it right back in I would have been he in
1: tears just screaming for medical
0: oh all of us would have uh i think all mere mortals would have that was an immortal moment but I can't wait for you guys to see my conversation with Tony and the feature that we're doing where he really relives that. I mean really relives it. Uh, so uh, that was an amazing time. And the travel was wild because I flew from Charlotte through Phoenix to Portland. And then on the leg between Phoenix and Portland, I got a notification that my flight the next day was canceled. So I had to do some crazy finagling with the help of Molly Nelson and our staff that helps arrange our travel when we are in such uh, situations. I flew home and I went through Chicago and had a three and a half hour, I think, layover at Chicago and got home in the middle of the night and then went to Duke Carolina the next day and... That was an amazing experience, too. Carolina was a dominant team, and I can't wait to see what happens tonight. Of course, this will post. You guys will hear this after we know what happens in Duke Carolina 3 with Zion and R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish and Trey Jones and all of the, the great Duke players against this tremendous North Carolina team that is so fundamentally sound. They're always in the right positions. Luke Mays, and he's the Hunter Renfro of college basketball. He's been at Carolina for about 27 years now. And Cam Johnson, Cameron Johnson, of course, the transfer from Pitt, is just such a smooth basketball player. He is a great player, a great leader. And uh, I really like Carolina's team a lot. So it'll be fun to see what happens tonight. And, again, you guys will already know,
1: You're leaving out the most important player for UNC though, and I I figured you would have brought him up, and you know with your amazing hair is Kobe White and that hair,
0: Kobe does have some tremendous hair. And listen, as a player, that young man's a dog. I mean, he is a great player and just a tenacious player, unrelenting player. He gets up and down the floor so fast, he enables Carolina's transition game in such a uh, electric way. Look, they're going to they're going to contend for a national championship. Both these teams have the opportunity to contend for a national championship, no matter what happens tonight. Uh So you're right. Uh, and, and Kobe's hair, of course, that only adds style. He's
1: first team all hair.
0: Absolutely first team all hair. And so it'll be fun to see what happens there. Uh, one one quick aside about the Duke Carolina game after the game, Coach Williams, Roy Williams, was asked about any asterisks because they beat Duke twice without Zion Williams. He hearkened back to "Gone with the Wind" and the great Clark Gable line, "Frankly, my dear," and he did not finish. And he looked at all of us and said, "Do I need to finish?" And uh, it was a funny moment. He don't give a damn. He don't care who's on Duke. They beat Duke. I had another stop on the Marty Party Whirlwind Week Tour. I went uh, – actually, it's funny, having Zion, a lot of people expect him to be the number one pick in the NBA draft. The day before I saw him, I saw a young man who folks think might just be the number one pick in the NFL draft. And, oh, just for the record, the first athlete ever to be picked in the first round in both the Major League Baseball draft and the NFL draft, that being, of course, Oklahoma quarterback Kyler Murray. I went down to Kyler's pro day with Todd McShay and Tim Hasselbeck and we had a great time breaking down Kyler's game, chatting with Kyler. Uh I've been around him some. I know his coach as well uh, at Oklahoma and his path to Oklahoma and to the current is such an interesting path. Uh he went 42 and 0 as a high school quarterback. His team went 43 and 0 during his tenure. He did miss one game. They won three consecutive state championships at Allen High School in Texas.
1: He's arguably the greatest high school player in the state of Texas.
0: Uh, Dude, I mean, you could you could make the argument ever, and that's a hell of a state, and
1: that's a big state.
0: So the argument could be made he's the greatest ever, and that is obviously uh, a hell of an argument because so many good—I mean, it's countless, 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 hundreds of great players, thousands—I don't know—have come from from Texas. But uh, when you go forty-two and zero in that state. When you go 42 and 0 anywhere, you go 42 and 0 in that state and then you follow your dad. You know, your dad was a two time All American quarterback at Texas A&M. You go to Texas A&M, get beaten out for the quarterback position by Kyle Allen. Ultimately decide you want to transfer to Oklahoma. And I would like to inject a moment there. So there are three quarterbacks who want to transfer to Oklahoma in that moment. One of them is Kyler Murray. I think Will Greer. Uh, was another of them. Of course, Will went on to have a tremendous career at West Virginia. So they're looking at the tape of these young men. It is Lincoln Riley, who's the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma at the time, Bob Stoops, who's the head coach at the time, and they're looking at these young men. And I interviewed uh, Lincoln and Coach Stoops at Kyler's Pro Day, and they both told me their versions of this story. And Coach Stoops said they're watching these kids, and Kyler's just like uh, watching a video game. And he looks at Lincoln, and he's like, you know, what do you think? And, and Lincoln looked at Coach Stoops and said, I love them all. They, will, they would all be so good for us. But if Kyler Murray comes to Oklahoma, he can win a Heisman Trophy. He called it. Lincoln called it. And, of course, he sat and watched Baker Mayfield win the Heisman Trophy in the fall of 2017, went to the Diamond that spring, gets drafted ninth overall by the Oakland A's. In the 2018 Major League Baseball draft, signs a $4.66 million contract, and said there was never a question. He was going to play football anyway, because he loves football. And all he does is go out and become the second player in the history of NCAA football to throw for more than 4,000 yards and rush for more than 1,000 yards in the same season, the other being Deshaun Watson at Clemson University in 2016, and win the Heisman Trophy, and in doing all of that, he uh, has shot to the top of Todd McShay's draft projections. And so we went down there, and boy, it was a fiasco. All 32 NFL teams were represented. More than 65 credentialed NFL personnel were there. Uh, members of the Giants' ownership, the Giants' head coach, Pat Shermer, uh, Mike Shula, their quarterback coach, OC, was there. The Giants came out in full force. Ken Wisenhunt was there. There's just all kinds of... Who's who of the NFL at this event? There were more than a hundred credentialed media, including us. And so it was a, it was a fiasco. And even though pro days are scripted, you're throwing, the quarterback is throwing to his wide receivers with whom he's comfortable. He knows the exact routes that are going to be run when it's a very scripted event. But as scripted events go, you can't look more impressive than Kyler Murray looked in that pro day. And I was with two guys who've forgotten more about quarterbacking than I'll ever know, in Todd McShay and Tim Hasselbeck, and they were both extremely impressed. Tim kept saying, as mobile guys go, like, you forget, yes, okay, Kyler's the fastest dude on the field most of the time when he's on the field. But he he's not... He's hard to compare to other, quote, mobile quarterbacks because he throws the ball so much better than most, quote, unquote, mobile quarterbacks. He's a great passer, and stature is going to be a narrative until it's not, just like it was with Russell Wilson, and then Russell came out and lit the NFL on fire, and I expect Kyler to be a really good pro, and I asked Lincoln why he would be successful in the league, and he noted leadership. And he's like, he makes everybody better. And back to the leadership thing, of course we've all heard that there was criticism after the combine of Kyler's interview process of, uh, you know, maybe uh, leadership or whatnot. I asked Lincoln about it point blank uh, on television. I said, Coach, there's been some uh, question and some speculation that Kyler's interview process didn't go very well, maybe some leadership – Issues, and I said, what would your message be to these GMs here today, these coaches here today? And he said, get to know him. Take the time to get to know him. Watch his teammates follow him anywhere. And anybody who's saying those things about Kyler Murray does not know what they're talking about. He couldn't have been more direct. And I can tell you that I've been around Kyler a bit, covered a few of his games in college, uh, notably this last season interviewed him several times during the awards circuit, and he always had this direct edge about him uh, that I did not see at the pro day. I saw a an extremely relaxed, extremely joyful young man, and I mentioned that to him. It was fun to see him so joyful. And I loved what Todd McShay said to me when I broached his poise that day, Kyler's poise that day, I asked Todd and Tim what they thought of it, and Todd said, Marty, it was like seeing a young man who had all the answers to the test. And so uh, I just couldn't be more impressed with him. And the way I operate is I'm not concerned with what anybody thinks about somebody else. I'm concerned with my own personal interaction and my own personal body of work with that person. And I've always been impressed with Kyler. Um and I continue to be, and in fact, I am more impressed now than I have been to date. And I was already very impressed. It kind so, of—it
1: kind of reminds me, Marty, of a year ago. We were in the same position basically, and there was some question marks about Baker Mayfield and his maturity, and can he be a leader? And well, we saw how that played out.
0: Right, and uh, I, I defended Baker to the hilt. Then, in case you forgot, I always believed in Baker. Uh Baker has a Moxie, Baker has a juice, Baker has an intensity that is infectious and that you cannot deny. And uh that that is not like Kyler doesn't have that same intensity about him. He's such a composed, unflappable, doesn't ride emotion type of young man. And uh that's okay. He's he's a great leader, and as Lincoln said, his teammates follow him. Look, man, you don't have to be the nicest guy on the planet in order to be a great leader. And I am not saying that specifically about Kyler. This is a generalization. This is a general statement about personality. You don't have to be everybody's best friend to be a great leader. And I have absolutely no doubt that Kyler is going to be drafted very highly uh, and have a great NFL career.
1: Marty, that's all great, but being the Marty party, you've moved around a little bit. You need to finish your tweet about Zion and Bo Jackson though, because I think we need to figure out what it is so that these people <laughs> that are upset with you can maybe understand what you're saying.
0: Oh hell, I guess I forgot about that part. Yeah, let's, let me give you guys some context. So I was sitting courtside last night and again, every time this young man touched a basketball, there was a fever pitch in the building, an absolute fever pitch. And you just couldn't wait to see the moment that was to come. And it made me think about the fact it must have been what it was like when they handed the ball off to Bo Jackson. And what I meant was the moment, the, like every time the hands are on the ball, you are braced for something you may have never seen before. That was what I was saying. And yet so many people came at me about, oh, he don't play football. He doesn't play two sports. He's not, uh, uh. It, it, so there's your context. It right? cracks me up
1: and I'll, for, to add a little more, we'll, uh, I'll read a tweet from your guy, Jim Dunaway, who said, I watched Bo play healthy first down handoff, 80 yards touchdown against Alabama. Every time he touched the ball, you held your breath. That is what you're referring to.
0: Exactly. That's exactly what I'm referring to. And, uh, it's funny, man. I don't read tweets ever uh and i do don't do it on purpose but last night uh i did i checked on it i got sucked into the rabbit hole and uh that's my own character flaw but regardless uh it's just always funny how uh people the responses to things are just so unbelievable so anyway uh, i will stand by that statement i believe it and uh those that actually know what they're talking about agree with it so thank you to my boy jim dunaway and we can move on beyond that now.
1: You're also, so there's le- your context. You're leaving out though. I don't think Zion was the greatest thing you saw, uh, Thursday night though, Marty. Oh,
0: that's true. I he, you know, I, I thought I went to the ACC tournament because Zion Williamson was the show. That is not the case at all. He was a show. He was not the only show. I also saw this person, the red panda.
1: Is this the first time you've seen her in person?
0: I had never heard of her.
1: You've never, she is, wait. You've never heard of her? No.
0: Never heard of her. Never seen her. Didn't, I thought she might be a local person from Charlotte. I didn't know what was going on. No. And so, she's I a randomly legend. T- obviously, I put her on the Twitter machine. The video does a hundred thousand views. I'm getting blown up on text and whatnot by all of my friends. I think actually, I think she's what got me in the Twitter feed. The, I think I had the notifications open because of her. And then I left them because I'd go live shot back game back, whatever. And it was just sitting on my computer. And when you have your notifications open, it's like a Rolodex. They just keep on coming. And so after the Bo Jackson tweet, which was, I was sitting courtside. I came back into the green room where Jay Will and Seth Greenberg and me and whoever, you know, is hanging, Reese Davis are hanging out between live shots segments. And so, uh, that's, I think that's actually how it happened, but dude, I'd never heard of this person. And she what she does is she puts these buckets on her leg. She balances on like a 10-foot tall unicycle and she uh had, she piled up all these like cone conical bowl things all the way up her leg and then she kicked her leg up in the air while still on this 10-foot tall unicycle and they landed on her head on top of each other in a stack. It was miraculous.
1: I'm stunned that you didn't even know who she was though.
0: No clue. Yeah, she was ever. the
1: biggest star in the building last night. Like Zion is great and all, but like...
0: Can I explain something to you, Travis?
1: Uh your pod. You can do whatever something. you want.
0: Let me explain something to you. Uh Once you have children, you don't, you're, you're there, there's a window when they're young. I'm sure once my kids get a little older and they're so in tune with what's going on in pop culture, I might be too because I'll be paying attention to that which they're paying attention. Right now, I barely know what's going on ever. And so uh it doesn't surprise me that I've never heard of the Red Panda. Am I embarrassed? No. <laughs> but uh I am a fan now. I was floored by her talent.
1: There is one thing you should be embarrassed about. We're going to make a pivot to another tweet of yours. A falafel on a plane, Marty?
0: Uh Oh, no, dude. It was such a mistake. So my choices. All right. I'm on a plane home after Kyler's Pro Day from Dallas. I chose, there were 60 mile an hour winds coming through Oklahoma the day of Kyler's Pro Day. So I'm in this thing where I'm on, supposed to be on a 6.30 PM through Dallas and I wasn't supposed to land in Charlotte until about 1 AM. Well, as I'm looking at the math, I'm like, okay, I know how Dallas works. You are always delayed at DFW. I don't care if it's sunny and 75. Everywhere in the United States of America and the world, you're going to be delayed at DFW. So I know this. So I'm like, all right, it might behoove me just to skip the Oklahoma City leg and drive to Dallas. So I look at the schedule. I learned that there's a 630 from Dallas that would get me home almost four hours earlier than I was supposed to be home anyway. So I get done with the segments we did on Kyler and I hop in the Jeep. It, I had one of those little Jeep compasses that's like an pol- upholstered roller skate and I hauled freight to Dallas and it was so windy. It about blew that thing off the road. I mean, it was like I was driving a matchbox car, man. That thing it was wind was blowing that thing all over the place. So I get to Dallas. Uh, I am delayed forever. But not, I, I'm in this wing where I don't see any food I like. I'm super particular about my food. Really particular. About my diet. And so I'm like, eh, hey, I'll have something on a plane. If not, I'll just have some, uh, you know, popcorn or whatever. Meal bar. I had a couple meal bars in the bag. So they come around. And I'm starting to feel like lightheaded because I need food. And so I order beer. <laughs> so because I order a beer of course since I felt lightheaded and uh they come around and the guy's like all right here's what we got we have beef stroganoff and there's only one of those beef stroganoffs left and then we have a falafel such and such vegetarian meal i didn't know what a falafel was dude i thought it was like a i didn't know what it was i i didn't know what it what it was so the guy looks at me my, my seatmate my roommate looks at me and he's like, what do you want? I'm like, man, you can have that stroganoff. I'm not a red meat guy. So you can have it. So he's like, cool. I'll take the stroganoff. And I'm like, bring that falafel. Well, this, he sits this thing down in front of me and I'm so hungry. I'm like, all right. I mean, it looks like a hush puppy. I don't know what it is, but I don't, I'm not big on fried stuff, but I dig into that thing, man. And I just kept going like I was so hungry. I ate everything on the plate and it was a terrible mistake. I should never have succumbed. To the allure of the falafel.
1: You know what it was? A cornucopia of bad decisions.
0: It was an uh, the ultimate cornucopia of bad decisions. Worse than my Spike, Trump wave, Bosworth line hairdo in 7th grade. And, uh man, I'm telling you, it's two days later now? What day was that? Yeah, that was Wednesday night. It's currently Friday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern. And I am still not feeling 100% from the falafel. I did let America know that I ate it, and everyone quickly chimed in that I'd made the largest mistake of my life. They actually compared it to gas station sushi. I think that's a bit drastic, but nonetheless, not my best decision, Travis.
1: I love the tweet that someone sent you. Country boys should never eat falafel. Two shots of JD and a beer chaser should take care of it, though.
0: Did you see my response to him? How did you know my precise remedy? Because that in fact was my precise remedy. Bring me more Jack. I'm ready. Yes, I need another. Oh yeah, I'll have another. This is a three hour flight. Sure. Why not? I wasn't driving by the way. I got an Uber home. And, uh, so yeah, I probably killed a whole lot of stuff with, you know, look, man, Jack Daniels is a, it's a remedy for everything. Got a runny nose. Jack got a sore throat. Jack, your head's hurting. Have another Jack. You're only adding to the fun. Uh, so thank y'all. Uh, I appreciate y'all hanging out and listening to my crazy week. I don't know if you learned a single thing, but hopefully you had fun anyway. And we'll do better next time and get a great guest, great guest next week. We appreciate that you guys subscribe, rate and review the Marty Smith's America podcast. It's so fun for us to get to do it. And we did have, uh, now you know why. We missed last week. The reason we missed last week was because I was not home and in a position to do one. So thank you guys for your loyalty. And it means so much to me to hear what everybody says about this podcast and the interview interviews we're doing. I was at Oklahoma when I was at Kyler's Pro Day, and my man Kale Gundy came over, and he told me how much he enjoyed the any interview that we did with Jim Ross. And I was at the ACC Tournament on Thursday night and these young men who were fans of Syracuse turned to me, I was standing beside the stands and they talked about how much they love the Marty Smith America podcast. And so that means so much to Travis and me that you guys take the time to listen. So thank you guys so much for that. It matters so much to Travis and me and it makes doing this fun. That's what makes it fun is that you guys enjoy it. We love learning about people's lives and we appreciate that you look, Enjoy learning about people's lives. I have to say a huge, huge thank you to keeps. Cause you know why? Losing hair sucks. That's why. I gotta just be honest about this. I don't have this problem. But two out of every three guys, I'm that, I'm that third guy. Travis is that third guy. We're both that third guy. But two out of three guys will experience hair loss by the time they're 35. Let me tell you guys about keeps. The easiest and most affordable way to keep the hair that you have. These FDA-approved products used to cost a ton. But now, thanks to Keeps, they're finally inexpensive and easy to get. For five minutes now and starting at just $10 per month, you'll never have to worry about hair loss again. That's huge. For all you guys who are suddenly follically challenged, you have an answer. And getting started with Keeps is so easy. Sign up. Takes less than five minutes, just answer a couple questions and snap some photos of that dome of yours. A licensed physician will review your information online and recommend the right treatment for you. And then it's shipped right to your door every three months. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA approved hair loss products out there. Some of you have probably tried them before, but you've probably never gotten them for this price. Keeps is only $10 to $35 a month, plus now you can get your first month absolutely free. Free. That's a hell of a deal for getting to keep your hair. To receive your first month of treatment for free, go to keeps.com slash Marty. Listen, boys, if y'all are losing that hair, you need to keep it. The ladies want you to keep the hair. So go to keeps.com. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Marty. Keeps dot com slash Marty. That's a free month of treatment at Keeps dot com slash Marty. Keeps. Hair today, hair tomorrow. So thanks so much to Keeps for supporting this podcast. It's one of the reasons that we have it. It's their investment, in it. same for Dollar Shave Club. I mean what I said. I wear them out. I live on the road. I'm running around all over the country, as you guys heard on this podcast. I'm Portland one day, I'm Norman, Oklahoma the next day, I'm Charlotte, North Carolina the next day, on and on. And then just for the record, while y'all are listening to this podcast, I'm going to be running around all over America during our annual NCAA Tournament Marathon. We're starting in Nashville, we're going to Murray State, we're going to the University of Tennessee, we're going to see Cal at Kentucky. We're going all over the place to celebrate these teams that made the NCAA Tournament and are going to extend their postseason. So thank goodness for Dollar Shave Club. Above all, uh, again, thanks to you guys. And as I say every week, and I mean it, thank you to our military, our veterans and our active military domestically and all around this world. We are free for a reason, and it is your sacrifice. So thank you guys for what you do. We couldn't have this amazing country, the greatest country in the world, without the sacrifice you guys are making. It's awesome to be free, and I'm so appreciative of that. That's the Marty Smith's America Podcast. Not the Marty's Miss America Podcast. The Marty's can't even say my own name. The Marty Smith America Podcast Volume forty six. We'll do better next time. Thank y'all for hanging out.